Today, you know, the Department of Justice announced a special investigation into Chicago's police department. We welcome it, and Chicago as a city will be better for it. We accept it, and we need it. As I mentioned this morning, over at the police department to the leadership, that we're going to welcome this investigation. We're going to cooperate with it, and it's in our long-term interest. The city needs answers to what happened in the case of Laquan McDonald's tragic and avoidable death. But this is bigger than one particular incident. We need comprehensive solutions to address systematic challenges that exist in the Chicago Police Department. And as you know, I'll be addressing the City Council on this subject on Wednesday. It will, I will speak to the history of police and community relations, current challenges that we face, as well as the path forward. We can be judged by the failures of the past or judged by the actions we take in the future. And one of those actions today is I'm appointing Sharon Fairley as head of IPRA, Independent Police uh, Review Authority. She's a graduate of Princeton, graduate of Wharton Business School, University of Chicago Law School. She's experienced in the private sector. She also has experience in the public sector, both at the U.S. Attorney's Office with Patrick Fitzgerald and also with Joe Ferguson in the Inspector General's Office. She brings a wealth of educational experience as well as professional and private sector experience to reinvigorate an essential oversight body that we as a city rely on as it relates to oversight and accountability in the police department and the officers that make up uh, the police department. As I said to uh, Sharon over the weekend, as we discuss what does success look like in the end of the day. And when it comes to IPRA and the decisions, we need a body that not only can make those decisions, do it in a way that when they make a decision, that even when the public disagrees with it, they don't question the integrity of the work that IPRA is doing. And so this is a time and a place for new energy, new leadership, and a reinvigorated entity that has oversight to the actions of individual officers in the police department. Now in the last week, we not only have uh, announced the expansion of our body cameras for our police officers to about a third of the districts throughout the city of Chicago, a tougher uh, policy as it relates to dash cam and audio and enforcement of that and accountability in that area, and a task force made up of uh, distinguished individuals to help us think through oversight, accountability, disciplinary action, early interdiction, and, and policies associated with transparency and giving the information to the public they need. Each of those are part of a set of uh, policies and personnel changes that are necessary to build the trust that is essential between the police department and community relations. As I said uh, a week ago, this is not the end of the problem, but the beginning of solution. Now the task force will look at a series of things that have a long history in the city of Chicago, top to bottom. And they will make a set of recommendations that are essential for us to implement, because while the problem has a long history, it will take a lot of work over the years to make not only the policy, the practices, and the personnel changes necessary to reestablish the trust that is also essential for the city of Chicago. 
We know most officers conduct themselves in a professional and positive way. You cite the data that uh, we know. Uh, there's been other actions I have taken in the past as it relates to bringing voluntarily, bringing the ACLU in to work with the police department, the safer report. But it is essential also as it relates to uh, IPRA's role. There's two sides to that coin that Sharon just noted I also spoke to. And both of them deal with trust by the public in the work and the independence that IPRA uh, and the integrity that IPRA brings to its work and by the police officers, all police officers as well, that they will have the integrity to be judged by IPRA in that effort. And I think at this juncture, IPRA plays a role, as you know, the, that's what body cams are. Ship we have, there are other steps we've taken, Bill. Why do these wounds reduce police brutality? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, let me say, these are a part of a series of things. So, but they all go to establishing trust and establishing the principle of accountability. That's what body cams are uh, about, which is why we tried it first in uh, one district, and now we're taking it to six additional, which make it about a third of the police districts uh, in the city of Chicago. Also, uh, there, while their dash cams have been there for a while, it's clear that we're going to have to have an, a, a policy as it relates to accountability, as it relates to enforcement, to make sure that the sound is also working. IPRA plays a role, as you know, with the creation of IPRA, uh, the Independent Police Authority, I would also note that the task force is a part of that uh, effort, giving them the ass uh, assignment to come back with a comprehensive review as it relates to transparency and getting the information out. How do we interdict early on with an officer that's showing signs of trouble? Seattle has a model policy, and I've asked the board to look at that. Cincinnati has a policy as it relates to uh, tr uh, tra uh, transparency. All of these are of a piece in the effort. Now, I believe a number of officers, by and large, officers do a good job every day. As it comes to the officers who don't, we have to have in place a series of things to interdict early, catch them, hold them accountable, and also when necessary have a disciplinary policy uh, which is in place and has credibility. And it's not just you strike a point. It is a work in progress also, and while you may make changes in policy, you may make changes in practice, and not may, we will, and may make changes in personnel. It is also the hard work of changing a culture uh, that I think is a, a source of event. Uh, Mayor Daly had a very similar press conference more than seven years ago mm -hmm. when April was created, when horse filled the line out. Mm -hmm. Why should the people who are protesting outside your office right now believe this time is different? Well, the, uh, Ben, the way I see it is there's a series of things, and I would say the way I look at this. You are right that IPRA came about uh, in 07 from an incident that led to uh, Phil Klein's departure. I don't think it uh, would be wrong when you say the Department of Justice is coming in and we, as I said, we welcome it, accept it, and need it. It's in our self-interest as a city. We are in an inflection point. The Quan McDonald uh, situation Yes, you at one level you can say, Ben, and look at it the way you just described it is another incident. I, as mayor, will tell you it cannot be just another incident where what we do is take a step, what I would refer to, now why I think IPRA was created, was not considered then a half measure, but none of the measures we have taken have ever measured up to the seriousness, the scope, the scale of the challenge in front of us as a city. And it is my responsibility as the mayor to not let Laquan McDonald 
be the abs uh, the firing or the replacement of a police superintendent, creation of another body. It must be a time in which we not only put in place better policies, the better training that comes with it, uh, an early interdiction pol policy, a level of transparency that builds trust rather than dissipated and builds distrust, and stay at the task as long as it takes to know that you once again have that relationship. And I don't think it's one thing. I think not only is it all these things, I think it will take all of us, all of us, the work to do it. And I will just say, while I know IPRA was created in 07, was not seen uh, as uh, not a solution to the problem. It is clear to me that when you look at Laquan McDonald and other instances, and they go way back in history, and they're current, that none of the things we've done in the past have measured up to the scope, the scale, and the consequences of, the dis of what needs to be done. And I believe as a city, I believe as a police department, and I believe as your mayor, we are an inflection point, and we must make a series of decisions that are different so, it, so the outgrowth is not just another oversight body, but a reinvigorated city that has the accountability, the discipline, as well as the transparency in place, correct? Mayor, while all of this is going on, how do you guard against what's come to be called the Ferguson effect mm -hmm. of all the scrutiny and the questioning of police actions on the street, um, leading some police officers to hesitate to act? Okay, um, it's a fair uh, question. Um, <coughs> let me say a couple things that uh, I will be doing and have done. One in the, uh, this weekend, uh, I was in, uh, uh, while I was about in a series of things that I'd done. I was with uh, young men um, who had, had run in with the law but are trying to, in the criminal justice system, and trying to turn their lives around. We talked about what they have faced and what they want to do. I also went to a roll call in the 6th district, the 7th district after that, and then John and I uh, on uh, Sunday also went to the 15th district, although there were officers from 10 and 25 districts as well. One to answer their questions, and then this morning I spoke also to the leadership. One, I wanted to hear, I wanted them to hear from me a couple things. I know that they work very hard under very trying circumstances because my uncle was also a police officer. They do very good work under very trying circumstances to bring a level of safety throughout the city of Chicago so parents don't have to live in, in parts of our city, live in fear for their children. Safety. And are appreciative for it. On the other hand, and they have my support, slightly different as I said this morning because of DOJ's decision I said to the leadership I want you to know as your mayor we welcome the Department of Justice to the city of Chicago we're going to cooperate with the Department of Justice as it relates to the police department and you should hear from me it's in our self-interest as a city for them to be here we not only accept it we need it but to the police officers I wanted them to know the account of accountability, the, account, the uh, level of scrutiny, and the reinvigoration around discipline oversight is in your interest. It's not something you are to fear, because if you're a good officer who do, 
does what you need to do as it relates to both the training and the practice, you need to not see this as a threat, but as an opportunity for the professionalism that you exude, a lot of you exude every day. But when you have an officer who doesn't, that takes all of us down, and you particularly. And we need to be open to making the changes. The other message, just hold on, I, got, I did a lot of meetings, so I want to answer in the full effort. And you are right in one of the things I just said, Craig, and one of the reasons I answered it, uh, said it at the back end. While this work is going down, I also said to the leadership and I said to all the officers, people are going to rely on you to provide that public safety. And you need to continue to do that. The most important thing you need to do is do your job well and do it professionally as you have been trained to do, and I'm not saying just policing, community policing. Okay? okay. And then I'll just go down. I apologize. And then I'll go to the side. I apologize. Two questions about credibility and, and legitimacy. Uh -huh. uh, the document dump late Friday night raised more questions than answers about what has gone on in the McDonald investigation. To you and to Superintendent Escalante. For Superintendent Escalante, how could you have approved the Department of Detectives report in March of last year, of March of this year, which cleared Van Dyke of any wrongdoing, cleared or closed, found to be consistent with the attack accounts of the witnesses, all the videotape. The videotape consistent. We know now from reading those reports that the officers' accounts were not consistent with the videotape. You were the head of detectives back then. How could you have approved that report? And to Mr. Mayor, that report was approved in March. Less than 30 days later, your, your administration agreed to pay $5 million to the McDonald family. If, if Van Dyke was cleared, why would you pay $5 million unless you knew something else? Mm -hmm. I'd like both, both answers. You want to go first and then I'll go? go. Sure. So two, two parts uh, of my answer to that question. statements for one we recognize that there is a problem in the sense that there how could you have closed found to be consistent less than 30 days later your your administration agreed to pay five million dollars to the mcdonald family if if van dyke was cleared why would you pay five million dollars unless you knew something else mm -hmm. i'd like both both answers you want to go first and then i'll go go sure so two two parts uh, of my answer to that question. Uh, number one, we recognize that there is a problem in the sense that there is no formal review process that goes up the chain of command for a police-involved shooting. Um, so we, uh, as of today, instituted what is going to be a more formalized process that will review each police shooting that will actually come off up the chain. So uh, it, without trying to pass the buck, I understand your question. There actually was never anything for me to sign off on. But we're changing that so that there will be as we move forward. You saw the video. You saw the witness reports. You realized they were at odds. Why didn't you do something? That's the second part of my answer. So in that report, there is still a criminal investigation that has to be done, separate from the use of force investigation, which is done by the Independent Police Review Authority. If you look at the statements that gave, particularly Officer Van Dyke, as in any investigation where there is a, a criminal investigation being conducted by detectives, they took the statements that Officer Van Dyke made, literally his statements as they were, what he saw, what he perceived, 
and why he fired. There was no attempt to alter his statements. That's what he said. That is why when the video showed that his statements did not match the video, he was charged with murder. There was no attempt to try to get his statements to match the evidence. Quite the contrary. The officers took his statements as they were, and those statements ultimately led to the charging of murder. When you saw the video a year ago, no, it clearly didn't jive with what your officers were telling yeah. you, sir. How did you not? Let me, let me answer, uh, Ben, uh, Jay's second part. And Jay, as you know, uh, and the situation as it relates to the city and the civil piece, the family, as this is noted not only by Steve Patton, it's noted I wrote about it this weekend, family approached us on the 27th of February. We uh, reached an agreement in principle, I think, in uh, late March, and then took it right to city council. And those were the uh, procedures. Did you answer the question? You yeah. knew that he was clear. Why would you pay money? If you knew the police department, I think if you look at the te testimony Steve Patton goes, you'll uh, all the answers are there, Mr. and that's what exists there. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Mark. Um, in relation to these reports, some of the officers who were involved in the shooting but were on the scene filed uh, reports that were consistent with Officer Van Dyke's testimony. Um, in other cases, IPRA might find these be a violation of Rule 14. As you know. Uh, it's, uh, I think, starting in December of 2014, so about a year ago. The U.S. Attorney here in Chicago has opened an investigation in a civil rights case as it relates to uh, the, in the Laquan McDonald uh, shooting and all evidence, all parties, everything involved in that. As recently as today, uh, the U.S. Attorney's addressed the questions in the sense of that investigation. So I'm not going to prejudge to that particular because it's under an investigation right now. Um, I will say I am as anxious as everybody else for the conclusion of that investigation. Uh, as it relates to the general principle of accountability, discipline uh, for officers, of uh, discipline, oversight, <coughs> a punishment system to hold people accountable when they don't act appropriately. One of the reasons I'm appointing Sharon today is given her background and experience both at the Inspector General's office and then with Patrick Fitzgerald's office and the U.S. Attorney's office that dealt uh, with criminal justice and terrorism is to reinvigorate and have a level of accountability so officers will be held accountable. Respectfully, that doesn't answer my question. I'm talking about Rule 14, officers are locked, people who are told to get their story straight. If, if IPRA in the past has found officers sustained Rule 14 allegations, if superintendent says fire them, it goes to the police board, and they don't even get suspended. That's part of the problem with what you, you, you've asked me about that. You've addressed my very concern, which is one of the reasons I've asked this task force to look at the fact you have three entities all supposed to be doing something, and it's not happening. That's one of the things that I've charged the, uh, this task force that Lori Lightfoot, Sergio Acosta, Joe Ferguson, Randolph Stone, and uh, Hi is all on, is to look at the fact that you have three entities and if people are not telling the truth but don't believe there's a, they believe there's a permissive culture that enables that rather than hold them accountable, we have a problem because people won't trust it. That's exactly one of the reasons I've asked the task force Mr. to go Mayor, to work. Mayor, what do you say to those people in Chicago who's, who are now questioning your leadership and your accountability and your credibility? Not, well, look. What do you say to uh, people who think you're part of the problem, Mr. Mayor? Well, one of the things that I have to do is I'm taking responsibility for what happened, and I take responsibility for fixing it uh, in this action. And part of uh, every level of government and service is thinking not only about the future of the city of Chicago, doing the things necessary, uh, and making sure that you're held accountable for the results. 
And so uh, I will be judged by that as I was uh, for the last four years and for the next four years to make sure I do what's necessary and important for the city's future. Fran? Mayor, Mr. Mayor, if you want to I'm sorry. Credibility and trust, why not fire the officers who falsified their reports? Mm -hmm. Why not fire the Kachman cops who you've been waiting years well, it's funny for you to say, uh, well, you're asking on a day in which I'm uh, brought in. One is we have a new superintendent. We have a new head of uh, IPRA. Uh, there is an investigation right now going on by the U.S. Attorney on uh, the event and all the parties involved as it relates to Laquan McDonald. When I'm given the chance and the material, I will take action and to make uh, things right if they're wrong and hold people accountable for that, correct? Where are those officers Mr. Mayor, now? Uh, Where are those Mayor, officers Mayor, you say now? That, uh, you say that uh, you welcome this new investigation mm -hmm. by the Civil Rights Division mm -hmm. of Justice. Mm -hmm. um, will you promise here today that whenever they finish their work and they come up with their list of changes and recommendations, mm -hmm. that you will implement them? You won't no. go to court, you won't fight about it, no. you won't turn loose the lawyers, mm -hmm. but you'll say yes yeah. and do it. Yeah, I think, uh, well, two things uh, to, I would say to you. First, <laughs> We are already getting to work, um, both with the, the from dashboard to body cams to new leadership IPRA in the search for a new police uh, superintendent, a permanent one. Also, the task force and with the people with both the reputation the, and their body of work in the area of uh, oversight and accountability. But I would draw your attention, uh, Greg, to one other issue. It was also when there was federal oversight of our hiring practices called the Shackman Decree that had existed for years, it was my administration that brought that, not only that uh, practice of federal oversight of our hiring to an end, because the judge believed we had professionalized for the first time the hiring in the city of Chicago, and not only did it for the city of Chicago, the sister agencies and the city council. And so my past record of cooperating and implementing the necessary reforms, putting in place the necessary structures and practices and policies exist and I will be held accountable to ensure that this work is done and I will say and I want to be clear as you know in Chicago this is not the first police shooting of a citizen it is also my administration while it didn't happen under my watch resolved the Burge cases in the sense of making the family whole it is my administration that also dealt with the Shackman decree and ending federal oversight of our hiring. The work of making reforms is a long road, but I have stuck with it in both cases in situations that were not of my tenure, but I wanted to get Chicago on a new start and a fresh start. And I'm, why I say I welcome it and accept it is because, and I also told the police department and the leadership today, I not only welcome and accept it, we need it. We need a third party in this city because in the past instances, whether it was the 07 situation or the instances before, we've never as a city measured up with the changes on a sustained basis to finally deal in whole cloth with that situation. And so you have my commitment, the fiber of my body, to not only work with the, the Justice Department in a sense of cooperative efforts, but then use all my energy to bring that level of reform and change. I will, one word, Greg, an additional word, is I am not going to wait only, because their work uh, in the preliminary level may take months. I don't know what the time frame is. And I don't think Chicago is related.
to police and community relations has time. So we are going to take steps. And why I'm very anxious also, Bill, I see you, why I'm very anxious uh, to see the work from the task force will also give us a series of steps that are necessary to implement and to build that trust. Bill, then Marianne. Mayor, Mayor uh, less than two weeks ago, right before you released the McDonald video, you were standing behind your police superintendent. Mm -hmm. You even held up IPRA as one of the safeguards and oversight to mm -hmm. deal with police shootings. Mm -hmm. Today, you fired the chief of IPRA. Your superintendent's no longer around. Explain why you've been so reactive instead of proactive in dealing with these issues. Well, I think that we have a series of steps that we have to take uh, that I believe that are necessary uh, for the uh, trust. Um, I started a conversation on each of those cases. I can explain in individually them, but I think the basic point, Bill, and the, I think the essential point is establishing and taking steps necessary to build a level of trust that this is not going to be just another moment, another incident, and do some, I don't mean that past were like this, but a half-baked effort, half effort of reforms that the challenges. I'm going to make the decisions that are necessary. When they're tough, they're going to be done to face up to the challenge, find the policies and practices that are necessary to measure up to the challenge we face as a city. And that's why we've taken the steps we have. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I saw that video today. Obviously, it's sad every time there's a loss of life. But as you know, while her work the state's attorney ends, IPRA's work as it relates to disciplinary action and in their investigatory work begins today, which is why it's also essential that you have new in leadership at that office. Paris? That's, as I think, Marianne, the best thing I can say to you is uh, what I just said, which is, look, you have the loss of life. Anytime that happens, you have to take a step back. I would say that she walked through the entire case uh, why she made her decision. That doesn't mean we're absolved, and that's why IPRO now has to start their investigation from a disciplinary action of the other officers. Superintendent Esplani, again, and then we'll just when, you saw, when you saw the McDonald video, did you not at least in your head conclude that the, the police statements from that night were false? Well, i got to go back to... Maybe I didn't do a good enough job of clarifying the, the cleared closed question. The, 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 that report that you're referring to is the total criminal part of the investigation. Going back to the criminal trespass to the trucking yard, the, the damage to the squad car, the, the puncturing of the tire, the damage to the windshield, the threatening the other two officers pri prior to that, that's where the video supports the cleared closed. Um, when, when the video was first seen, uh, Superintendent McCarthy at the time did the most that he was able to do, and he immediately stripped Officer Van Dyke and had him assigned to administrative duties. Superintendent, where are the other officers now? Superintendent, where are the other officers now? Superintendent, where are the other officers now? Are they on the street? 